a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What do you do if you decide it's time to drop video service? That's our topic here on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. My name is Andy Johns. I'm your host, joining you live from Nashville here. And my guest uh, in a rare two-part podcast, uh, Bob Dahlstrom, the marketing rep from Valley Telecommunications. Bob, thanks for joining me for part two. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. I'm still here. Uh, I haven't disappeared, so I'm here. All right. We are um, here in Nashville uh, at the NTCAPR Marketing Conference. There are um, a gaggle of Predators fans walking around outside uh, for the hockey playoffs. Um, and we do have a session coming and going here. So any background noise you hear is just uh, uh, the conference going on. Um, but what we want to talk about in this episode is, is a fascinating one. I, I got, um, got Bob on uh, for the previous episode just to talk about social media and some of the things they're doing. But uh, in our conversation, he mentioned they had recently done away with video service. We did. And I'll see if we can add in some dramatic music for effect there. Dun, but dun, dun. Um, so that's something I've heard a lot of people talk about doing. Uh, very few people are, very few companies are making much, if any, money on uh, video service. So tell us a little bit, just briefly, about some of the uh, any of the decision making process that you want to get into, and then we'll spend most of the time talking about how you communicated about it. Yeah, sure. We we got into the IPTV business. Um, as a lot of rural telco companies did, as far as another way to provide another service for people. And we, we've, we've, we delved into it, first of all, just to say we weren't really expecting to make a lot of money on it. It was, just, it was another service we could provide to some people in our rural areas from a local provider. So that's one of the reasons we did it. But as costs kept going up, at some point you have to make a decision, do we keep investing money in it to stay with the technology? Which in turn means you've got to try to recover some of those costs somewhere, which in turn means increasing prices to the consumer? Sure. Or do we stop doing that and focus on the other products that we have that people are are enjoying? So it's a hard decision. As they say, the first step is always the hardest. So we ultimately made that decision roughly six months ago. Well, I I shouldn't say we made the decision. The decision was made more like 18 months ago. Okay. And about six months ago was when we finally um, decided to close down our TV service. Okay. So let's talk about that. You said the first step is the toughest. Um, so once, once you guys, and I'm assuming there are all kinds of levels up and down the company and pr- may probably all the way to the board, but once you guys have decided on uh, it's time to, to drop this, what are some of those first steps from a communication standpoint, from a marketing standpoint? Because obviously you guys didn't want to just turn it off one day. No, we wanted to make sure during that process, one of the things is, okay, how is this going to impact our customers and how can we help lessen the uh, impact sure. from customers to switch from that. So that was a huge decision um, to figure out how we did that. We did it a lot through letters um, and several. We did a series of mailings to customers that were TV customers, let them know we we're doing it. Obviously, we used social media right. to some extent. We also did e-newsletters and e-blasts, did those to customers. And we our customer service representatives, those people that were a little more difficult to reach, you weren't here from, actually sure. got on the phone and called or we went actually door to door. Oh, and wow. talk to some people. So, and we went down to that level. So a person, a real personal touch to make sure you understand what's going on. Exactly. And when people got the word, obviously, we're still doing events. We're still out in the public eye. So we have people asking us. And we talk to them about it. And we'd sit down and have an honest discussion on, you know, really why we were doing it. One of the things that people were most upset about is we have we had our own community channel. And we had our own uh, 
camera guy, Ralph, who's our website guy now too, that we were going out and doing live football games, filming football games, other sports, other events in the community. Sure. That's what people were most upset about, which really surprised us. That local stuff that couldn't get anywhere else. Exactly. They really surprised us. That's what people are most upset about. So the other thing we did to impact or lessen the impact is we partnered with one of the um, other providers of TV as just strictly for if they chose that company, they could transition through us to make it that much easier to get okay. them signed up for that service. Okay. So we did that as well. And uh, about a, roughly a fourth of our TV customers did that. Okay. Um, so I think we think that was really good to help lessen the impact that they felt on TV service. Sure. And that, that's a, you, I mean, I hadn't heard of, I hadn't heard of that before a transition like that with the other company. That's, that's a good idea. So most of them, um, did you find that as you're explaining it to them, I, I'm assuming you probably had to explain it multiple times to people over and you over bet. Most of them seem to understand. And I mean, how, how much did you get into it and, and tell them, I mean, look, we're losing money on this. Or, or what, was the, what was the message that you guys were sending out for the most part? The message essentially is when we said, when, when we first got into TV, there was a, really, a real need for people in our community that wanted somebody to provide TV locally right. that would provide a quality product. So we decided, you bet. We'll do that. We'll look into it. We did it. We had the network in most of our areas to do that. And as a matter of fact, hey, we're going to do local channel as well. On top of that, um, people were very receptive to that. And we signed up to that. I signed up for that. But when we were ta- talking to people and explain, that was how we got into it. But the things we cannot control are things such as the, um, the TV providers, I guess the companies that own the content, that own the channels, controlled which channels you could see, how much we were paying for them, right. which in turn is how much you're paying for them, right. which in turn is what you are able to watch. And we have no control over that. And we argue, we argue on your behalf, we work, we negotiate, and ultimately we come to an, an agreement. But the reality of it is every year those costs are going up. And nothing people don't, didn't realize is you sign multi-year contracts, built into those contracts are sliding scales. There's increases built into those contracts. So it's going up every year. And at some point, you have to raise people's rates. You have to. It's the only way you can pay for it. And we told people, and this was honest, it wasn't lip service. It's like, we don't feel right doing that. We don't feel right coming to you every time and going, we, we have to raise rates. We didn't raise rates for the first four years we were a TV company, which was unheard of. Wow. Yeah. But after at some point, you have to. And it was really at that juncture where we were going to have to do major investment in infrastructure to keep up with the technology. And, it's, and like I said, that decision was made. And when you'd explain that to people on a, on a level, just a basic level, you wouldn't go into great detail, but really ultimately while you're doing it, people are like, I get it. I'm not happy about it, but I understand that. Sure. And that, that really, and that, that's winning the battle. That was winning the understand. battle. And after we, as a marketing department, talked to all, we have four offices and we went around and talked to our customer service reps and said, after explaining this to people and the way we did that, what are you hearing from people? And we said, and they said, Almost always, nine times out of ten, the people are in our corner. They're like, we understand why you did it. We don't agree with it. We're going to miss this, miss that. But we understand. We're with you. Thank you for not raising our rates. So at what point in the, the process of this did marketing really get involved? Or did marketing PR communications? I mean, when, were, you, were you guys involved all along? Or was this something that 
Um, pretty much you guys found out about later once the board handed it down or, or just, just if you don't mind to get uh, pull back the curtain a little bit, how, how early um, in terms of the whole time frame of the whole thing, you mentioned 18 months, you mentioned six months. When, when did you guys start getting involved? No, it's a good question. Um, for our company, we were involved, and credit to our, com- our company and the board of directors and our executive team, we were involved right from the, mid- from the beginning of it. When it came to setting packages and rates, marketing was a part of that. I mean, we didn't have the, the analytics or data, obviously, to know how much to charge and, and, what, and what that was going to be. But we were even involved, some of our people were even involved with the negotiating of the contracts. Even though we worked with the consortium to do that, those contracts still come to us. We have to agree to the terms or not. We were involved in, in a little bit of a level to that. So they, they included us from the beginning. Because we, you know, the aspect they wanted to know was how do you think customers are going to take this? How are we going to communicate this? They wanted to know from the beginning because everybody wanted to get it right. And so to their credit, like I said, they involved us right from the beginning. Excellent. That was the answer I was hoping you were going to say. So that, that's great. <laughs> that's great. A um, couple of um, couple just final questions here. Is there anything um, that say, because, I mean, you mentioned it. There have been other people here at this conference that have mentioned, oh, how'd you guys do that? Right. Well, we can't do that. How'd, yeah. you, how'd you do that? Um, what is, is there a couple of pieces of advice or things that you learned or um, wish that would have gone differently, something like that, that wished you had allocated more to this channel or whatnot, anything like that that you learned in the process that would be advice you would give to people who are kind of looking at the same, uh, either making that decision or the boards made this decision and then the marketing folks are charged with communicating about it? Well, there, there are quite a few elements you need to look at, but pro- to me, some of the more important ones is how is your TV service different than everybody else's? There's got to be some way you can differentiate yourself if you still want to stay in the business. Okay. Like I said, a lot of people go to the local channel. Um, it's, it's not, it takes somewhat of an investment to do that, but not a, a great deal of investment to get started. Sure. Certainly not what it would have 10 or 15 years ago. Exactly. Right. Especially if you have your own video head end. If you're doing that, which we did and a lot of these companies do. How are you going to separate your, and is it worth, is there a lot of value there? Is there enough value for you to stay into it? That's a, a big question I think you need to start with. If not, then you need to look at where do our rates go from here? Where is our Because you know your costs are continuing to rise. You're going to have to pass that on at some point to the customer. How is that going to go in your community? Our community, our economy is, is below um, average for the state of Arizona. It's a, poor, it's a poor area where we live, basically, economically. So obviously that's a big consideration. We we really 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 do not want to do that, and we and we do we and we we agonize over those decisions. We really do as a company. Um, so those are the two biggest ones I think. It's how are you going to separate your TV if you still want to stay in the TV business because you have to. It's the only way you can compete. And then second, what are you going to do about your rates going forward? If your answer is we have to continue to raise them, you may want to consider doing something different. Sure. And then once you guys were, were in it, is there anything that you guys wish in terms of communicating that you would have done differently? Communicating with like the customers? Yes. I think we'd have done a better job. I, I wish we'd have done a better job of getting our local channel information out to everybody. Those that knew about it loved it. Uh, but we, all, we heard constantly, I didn't know you did a local channel. And in our corner, we're thinking... I thought we were doing a great job How of letting you people possibly know. Possibly not know. Where yeah, <laughs> right. Aren't our cameras there? And right. But if they don't go to the games, they don't go to those events. They don't know, and or if they don't normally watch them. And there were people that said, "If I would have known you were filming those games, I'd have watched them at home." Or, but I wish we'd have done a better job of that. That that would have. I, I think that would have only delayed the inevitable, 
for us on TV. I okay. don't think it would have changed our minds. Okay. So I, th- I wish we'd have done a better job on that. But I mean, still, that was that was the only piece we could control. Right. On our TV everything service, else. Mm-hmm. everything else costs and everything was was completely uh, out of our control. And then in terms of just communicating about stopping video, uh, that seemed to go pretty smoothly. But is there anything that you would do differently about that? Having about how you communicated that you were not doing it anymore. The one thing I wish we would have done a little differently is, as I mentioned, we did a lot of mailings and contacts and people. And then at, at events, we would talk to people about it. I wish we'd have actually gone out in the communities and, done, and just been there. Um, we did that when we first rolled out fiber in okay. some areas. We went out to some communities, to their community center, set up all day, come out and talk to us about it. Sure. And we would talk to you about service, how it's affecting you. I, I wish we'd have done that a little better and gone out in those communities. Um, we have a lot of communities, but still, we could have gone out in those communities and been there and said, this is what we're doing. Come talk to us about it. See how we can help you out. Because probably as, as far as negative comments we heard, that was the most. But we heard very few negative comments. Good. Yeah, we were very pleased. Just one, uh, one question here for you before we head out to the honky-tonks or whatever it is that <laughs> we do in Nashville. But um, So we, we're really big on uh, WordSouth. Anytime that we're helping a client with a, uh, a big news like this, we always say your first audience is your employees. So what did you guys do? Because, I mean, and you mentioned it earlier. Uh, they're the ones getting asked at the football games, at the grocery store, at church. Hey, yep. hey you're getting rid of my, my cable. You know, what's up? Right. Um, what did you guys do um, in terms of talking to employees and explaining to them so they can explain to other people and kind of be your ambassadors out in the, the community? Our CEO went out to the different, we have four offices, and they, he went out to the different offices and met with all the employees, closed the offices for half a day. Let's all get together. Oh, okay. Let's rally. I'll answer all your questions. You know, tell you what we're, why we're doing what we're doing. He was very honest and upfront and frank. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes too much information is not good. So maybe you don't pass everything along to the customer. Right. Um, but, but, but give them the essentials. This is why we're doing what we're doing. So he did that. The other we helped reinforce with the other employees is as marketing, once every month at least, we go to all our offices and talk to our, our customer service reps, our outside plant guys working in all those areas. What questions do you have? What are you hearing from customers? Here are some suggestions maybe to help you answer those. And these are very truthful. But here's what's going on to reinforce what our CEO did. So we, we, we worked a couple times with our employees, our, our frontline employees, if you will, that talk to customers all the time to make sure they knew. So they were ready if they were approached in the store and they were wearing their Valley shirt and they're at, and they're at the grocery store and somebody says, hey, why are you guys getting rid of my TV? They they're, knew exactly they're gonna what to find say. you. If you're wearing that shirt, they're going to find you they, on the produce aisle or wherever it is. They're going to they're find you. <laughs> Guarantee they will. Right. Anytime you wear it, could be one of our old T-shirts from an event. You're wearing right. it somewhere. They're going to go, hey, you work at Valley, right? Yeah, I have a question. And it, it'll, it happens to me all the time. So we wanted to make sure that they were, they were well-versed on that and well-prepared. Sure. Well, good for you all for making sure they were prepared. So, uh, well, that ought to just about wrap us up. I, uh, I appreciate you um, sticking around, like I said, for part two. I think this is only our second two-part podcast we've ever done. So, Bob, thanks for, uh, for joining me for that. And I've enjoyed uh, listening to what you had to say. I appreciate it, Andy. Thank you. And, and you guys do a great job with the, with the podcast. I've been listening to some of your episodes and good stuff. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. 
He is Bob Dahlstrom, marketing rep from Valley Telecommunications in Southeast Arizona, sunny Southeast Arizona, I'm sure. Most of the most of the year, yeah. All right, and I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll have several other episodes coming at you uh, the rest of this week from uh, Nashville here at the NTCA PR Marketing Conference. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.